Hey all, and welcome back to Ensuing Confusion, an actual play RPG podcast where we are currently playing through Scum and Villainy uh, in our own strange aerial world. Uh, I am your producer and ga- game master. I think they call it game master in the system. I've been playing other things that call it other things. Uh, but uh, yes, uh, Connor Sheridan, and I am joined today, let's go clockwise here, by Catherine playing Gadget, the mechanic. Hi, everybody. Uh, Tony playing Augustine, the speaker. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> uh, Kitty playing Quell, the mystic. That's me. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Uh, and Cleric playing Myriad, the muscle. Hi. Hello. Uh, so we left off on kind of a cliffhanger last time. You folks had kind of gotten caught up in a little bit of a uh, situation with Protectorate Affairs, who are basically like, they're, they're pretty much the cops. They don't really have a ton of jurisdiction on the actual like landbergs where people live, but they do kind of regulate some things, especially, you know, inter-landberg uh, commerce and transit. Uh, they were kind of uh, bothering one of uh, your friends, actually. Gadget's friend, Slice, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Home Slice. Uh, <laughs> and you got involved with trying to, you know, get, get Slice out of trouble. And it ended up with um, things kind of going sideways. Slice and Augustine getting captured. Uh, Quell narrowly... Uh, Quell... Myriad and Gadget kind of working together to narrowly hide at least one of the people who is in Slice's meeting um, before they could be apprehended by Protectorate Affairs, a um, a young person from the Reverend Assemblage, who's probably the first person from the Reverend Assemblage any of you have met, maybe not Augustine, I don't know, uh, named Chalice Without Want. Uh, and then it was time to get Augustine and Slice back. Um, you uh, took a little time, prepped yourselves, and and uh, started infiltrating the uh, sort of jail barge <laughs> where they were being held. You made your way up while uh, Augustine was having a, um, um, a, I will say, charged conversation with uh, Yazoo, the crooked cop. Um, and where we left off, you had just managed to basically secure the lower levels of the ship. Um You've taken out the resistance there. The guards uh, in the lower levels had been either, you know, uh, knocked out or otherwise dealt with. You know, I'm sure they have the keys so you could free them pretty easily. But Augustine, amusingly, had actually already managed to kind of talk their way up onto the deck. um, And they were having a nice smoke break with Yazoo. Uh, Because, you know, you don't want to talk in like a crowded little room like that. And that's where we left off with, uh, you know, your your mission of liberating Slice and the other representatives from this this meeting that you learned was a, a meeting of the Union of Landbergs. They've, you've got them, but you don't have Augustine. Didn't we end face to face? Myself and Yazoo were just coming inside as everyone else, and we kind of 
we just interfaced, got back together. Yeah, I think um, I think I may amend it a little bit just because I like the framing of like you being up top, but mm-hmm. the the set of you could be kind of like you know coming up and ready to deal with the, to deal with this one last hurdle, uh, if that sounds all right. Just so we kind of get like a little bit of a location change. Um, what is your plan for going up onto the deck? Like, you know, obviously Augustine isn't here. You've been through the rest of the ship. What What is your approach going to be here? Are you trying to sneak up? Or are you trying to just charge in and see if you can, you know, you know, some momentum is a powerful thing. Uh, what is your plan for looking for Augustine and the rest of the ship uh, crew who wasn't with Yazoo? Well, uh, last I remember leaving it, we just had some water hit some dude in the face <laughs> mm-hmm. unexpectedly, causing uh, a little bit of a distraction, you know, a, a little mishap, some pratfalls maybe. And um, yeah, and then I think maybe Myriad went in and uh, cleaned up. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, that's, I don't know. We, I mean, we could be stealthy if we wanted, or we could go in, you know, I don't want to say guns a-blazing, more like heads a-bonking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, Myriad's the one who's the most familiar with the ship's layout, and I don't think Myriad would be the kind of person who would be stealthy in this situation. I think Myriad would be taking lead here. Okay. That is true. Myriad would probably... Um, what was that you said? Heads a bonkin. Heads a bonkin. <laughs> Just knocking them together like coconuts. Mm-hmm. Yes, that would probably be Myriad's approach to this whole situation. <laughs> I think you've got enough momentum here. I'm not actually going to make you roll because there's there's enough of you uh, that there's probably like one guard still standing at the top of the stairs who's like kind of peering down. Uh, you could probably take them out in time. And make your way up to the top of the ship when you see uh, Yazoo kind of standing side by side with uh, Augustine. And Augustine, I think I think I'll represent your success back there a little bit by saying Yazoo, she uncuffed you, but only one hand. Uh, and she put the cuff on her other side so that you'd have a hand free to smoke. Um, but, you know, you also have a hand free to do other action-packed things if you don't want to just keep smoking your cool cigars. Um, wait, 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 pause. So are you mm-hmm. cuffed to Yazoo? Yes. Unless uh, Augustine wouldn't allow that. That's like an indirect handhold. Just like indirect <laughs> kisses. You know, where it's like, oh, we're both drinking from the same drink. Oh, that's an indirect kiss. It's a, cuffs are an indirect handhold. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I feel like this this opens up a fun opportunity for everyone to walk in and for me to present Yazoo as being captured. <laughs> uh, Yazoo isn't alone up there. You took out one of the guards up there, but there's probably another, there's like roughly half a uh, half dozen guards on the top of it too. So what's your posture when you come up? Are you, are you, do you, do you pause for a moment or do you charge right in? Well, this probably wouldn't be the first time that we saw Augustine with a lady in handcuffs. So I'm not quite sure how surprised we'd be by the sight. Okay. Well, I, think- well, I was going to say, well, my goodness, we came up and saw that. Uh, I thought we were on a rescue mission, but uh, clearly we're just interrupting, you know, a personal call. <laughs> 
and I think yeah, Yazu looks down at her at her handcuff and she's like, uh, if only. <laughs> I, uh, I see you've uh, helped yourself to let letting the rest of them out. Mm. And we see you've helped yourself to our our fearless captain. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Augustine here's got a lot of good old stories from the old days, right, Augustine? That I do, and if you would give me a little bit more time, then I think I would have been able to take care of myself. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds like it wasn't just yourself you were going to take care of, but, uh, you know, don't let us stop you. We, we can leave. <laughs> Uh, when you say we can leave, one of the guards kind of starts advancing towards you until Yazu holds up uh, her her other hand with the cigar still burning in it. She's like, "Wait, hold on, hold on. We we don't need to do any more fighting. This uh, <laughs> the fighting thing hasn't gone perfectly in our favor so far. Uh, I think mostly thanks <laughs> to that one." And she points the cigar at, at Myriad. <laughs> <laughs> Myriad waves a little bit with a little smile. Just like, real, you know, Myriad's small, small person. Looks kind of innocent. <laughs> so, uh, I think Yazu uh, smiles and waves back a little bit. Uh, well, we clearly have ourselves a little <laughs> uh, situation here. Um, you know, and uh, you've, uh, we don't have the numbers on you right now. Uh, and then she points up to a gap in the storm clouds around the island, and you see, can see in them there's a, a pair of Protectorate Affairs patrol ships flying in formation. Now, there's more of us up there, but they don't know about any of this yet, and they don't need to. You can take them. Uh, and she points behind you to slice the other representatives behind you. And you can take Rigby, too. Just get off the ship, and once we report into the flotilla, we'll call this whole thing and. uh... And she kind of looks uh, looks around for a moment and puffs the cigar and then smiles. Impromptu caucus between protectorate and fleet representatives. A very productive one. And then she smiles again. I see. So what's in this whole deal for you? Because all of that sounds like you just letting us off the hook, which I find doesn't happen very often unless the fisherman's got a bigger worm. What's in it for me? <laughs> Not getting clobbered by you maniacs. Fair point. <laughs> well, true, but what's to stop you as soon as we get off this place from uh, sending a call up to your allies, you know, in the sky and letting them know that a bunch of dangerous criminals are walking loose? Well, you're right. I could do that. But I could also do that right now. Uh, and she gestures to somebody ab aboard the ship, probably like, you know, her first mate or something who has a flare gun at the ready. <laughs> and then you'd be dealing not with not just with them, but with us, too. Mm. I think you're smart enough not to do that with, when you're within arm's reach, though. I think she knows that if the time comes, we could be valuable allies. And that's that bigger worm I was talking about. <laughs> Not to call it a worm, Captain. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it's great. I mean, I, it is a very, very sizable worm, but we don't need to talk about that here. Wow. <laughs> is that what you call it? 
You know, mm. uh, you've been. <laughs> I, I heard the sandworms they got in Subida, but I, I ain't never heard of pants. <laughs> Well, you played your cards right there, and uh, I don't know. Oh, that's between you and the captain. <laughs> not, not even, not even fifteen minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, in any case, uh, thinly veiled metaphor aside, <laughs> you know, this is a tough situation we got here, but you know, we can get out of it real easy, just as easy. At this point, Quell kind of just nods as if she's somewhat considering what's being said to her and is otherwise distracted because, you know, there's lots of things that are potentially more important than this maybe romantic tiff that's happening, you know, unfolding in front of them. Uh, so she's going to be like, Captain knows best. Captain, Captain's going to give us the call on this one. The fact that Yasu is willing to uh, strike this event from the records is... Very, very compelling for Gadget. Um, anything to keep this whole situation redacted, she's going to be on board for that. So, uh, we got a deal? Wait, I want just a little bit of information, though, before we agree to shake hands and make this disappear like a cheap magician in the alleyway. Why on earth were you here in the first place chasing after a bunch of, you know, little roughhousers in a back room? Roughhousers, that's cute. No, we take uh, we take any moves to disrupt the arrangement between the protectorates and the uh, Azure Empire very seriously. But uh, you know, we understand that sometimes wires get crossed. Maybe the folks here weren't actually involved in that kind of that kind of uh, bad business. Maybe you know, maybe we had a bad tip. Well, I suppose you are just doing your job, but. Somehow, I'm having a really hard time believing that a few rabble-rousers are worth, well, and Quell nods up toward the sky where there are multiple ships waiting. <laughs> well, you know, when you make a bust, you need backup. Quell scoffs a little and then goes back <laughs> to, I don't know, probably cleaning the copious amounts of dirt out from underneath her fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> If you wanted to try and, like, study her demeanor or something to see if she's holding back, you could do that. Yeah, I think I might give that a shot. Because, again, do I believe that, you know, they would break up a meeting like this? Yes. Do I think they would bring three-plus ships to do it? Probably not. Hmm. So what what do you think I would roll to kind of figure out what the heck is going on here? Uh, it's up to you. Uh, but let me see. Let me look at your actions here. I was kind of wondering what insight would be in this game sense, and study <laughs> was kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah stu study a person, document, or item with close scrutiny to gather information and apply knowledge, gain a deeper understanding, do research. Let's so, do study. Yeah. All right. So what is my position? I think your position here, if you're if you're kind of taking the time in a charged situation. I think your position here will be controlled with standard effect. Okay, controlled, standard, no bonus dice, submit. Oh, oh, oh. well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's see. 
you're blocked or you falter, press on by seizing a risky opportunity or withdraw and try a different approach. On a, you got a one on, on your study. I think the situation here benefits all parties involved. And I'd rather not look a gift horse in the mouth. <laughs> a gift horse. Oh, Maybe. God. What do we have instead of horses? Oh, no, I was trying to think, what do we have that are representative of horses here? No. <laughs> no. Uh, I don't know. Um, Myriad's been the one who's thought of all the animals so far. Oh, all of my animals come from Arbalon, and those are just the that's things true. that I hunt. Uh, that's true. <laughs> do you hunt any gift horses on Arbalon? <laughs> uh, no. We'll say that that's just one of those old sayings that has persisted. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you'll notice that the wards are all named after seabirds, and as far as we can tell, there's no such thing as a sea here, so, <laughs> like, there, there's some wiggle room. Are you going to go for a risky position in trying to accomplish this, or are you going to let it ride for now? I'll let it ride for now, uh, especially because the captain is saying that we don't need to push it, and well. I might decide to try the captain's patience sometimes. This does not seem the time, given that we're literally on a prison barge. Yazu yeah, will smile again and say, All right, all right. Got ourselves a deal. Good stuff. <laughs> Much better than the alternative, right? Uh, and the some of the protective affairs officers around her who are, you know, in an aggressive stance before our hands on their batons kind of thing. Um, do seem to relax back a bit. And she says, All right, well, uh, if you care to lead the way, you seem to have found your way in. I'll be happy to hand Augustine over as soon as you, as soon as we're all off the ship. Well, you're all off the ship. You're going to walk him out in cuffs? Oh, no, we'll, we'll just get near the door and then we'll take the cuffs off and, you know, it'll, nobody needs to see any of it. I was starting to think you liked yes, it. his hand. <laughs> uh, sorry, Myriad, what'd you say? I say I grabbed Yazu's hand and Aww. start leading them, uh, leading them with me. <laughs> uh, okay, I think when you go to grab her hand, the guards get real tense again, and she's like, kind of just shakes her head, like, go with it for a second. And she's like, all right, all right, let's 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 go. Nice little walk. Uh, so you're pulling Yazu, and Yazu is pulling Augustine uh, because they're handcuffed together. <laughs> uh, so this is a protectorate affairs ship right yep quell looks at them repeatedly reaching for their batons and it's like Ugh, protectorate affairs can't keep their hands off their sticks <laughs> uh, i think of a witty comeback for that uh, and I think, no, just like one of them will probably uh, flush up a little bit and, you know, just like crack their crack their knuckles a little bit like, no, I'm tough. I'm tough. Um, are these are these like young and initial entry officers or like uh, I think the ones here are actually mostly older and a little more senior. The younger ones were the ones you clobbered in the alleyway. Uh, because, you know, they had lower seniority. <laughs> they were the ones going on the more dangerous assignments. All right. So, yeah, she, you, Myriad, you can lead them down the ship. Uh, you know exactly where to go. And I think uh, 
yeah, you actually do have some history. So Yazoo will probably make a little bit of small talk with you, Myriad. Like, um, so, uh, how's the, uh, how's the hunting business these days? I don't respond. Ah, <laughs> uh, that bad, huh? Well, uh, I guess that's why you're you're in this line of work now. <laughs> Upon seeing this, uh, Quell kind of inches up behind them as they're walking, and it's like whispers, but stage whispers, so it's loud enough for everyone to hear. You know, they say that people talk a lot when they're nervous. <laughs> as after Quell says that. Uh, I start to like interlace my fingers <laughs> into Yazoo's hand, into Yazoo's like a <laughs> like a don't like a don't be scared kind of thing. Like a it's okay. Is that what you're doing? Or an intimate no, handhold, like an intimate handhold, just to creep them out. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I see what you're going for now. Um, and I think Yazoo will say, <laughs> "Nervous? Who me? Just because I got a bunch of." You know, roused about sieging my ship, dragging me down the gangplank. <laughs> Why'd I be nervous? Uh, and yeah, you could make it to the to the lower level. Um, if everybody files out, then, you know, Myriad can stay on the ship too. Um, if, if you want a little more leverage. Uh, but Yazoo will unlock your cuff, um, Augustine, and, uh, you know, show you the door like... Uh, All's well that ends well, right? Well, the pleasure was all mine. <laughs> oh, not at all, not at all. As Myriad lets go of Yazoo's hand, there's a, a chunk of moose buffalo jerky <laughs> left in his hand. <laughs> Aw, you're a sweetheart. Uh, and she she sticks it in a pocket and um, tells the guards to you know, start raising the gate. It's like, well, uh... We gotta be on our way now. Got a lot of reports to file out to, you know, make sure all of this gets cleared up. But, uh, you think about what I told you, Augustine? I'll keep it in, in my back pocket. <laughs> uh, and the, um, the door folds up. Uh, and a few moments later, as you're all kind of standing back around it, uh, the ship begins to take off. Uh, and yeah, I think you're, I think we said you were a little, a little ways off from the market. I give it a 70% chance that she doesn't go back on her offer. <laughs> um, well, once Yazoo's ship gets about a hundred yards off the surface, it does two things in quick succession. First, it sends up a pair of flares, one white and one blue. You know the white flares are a general request for attention used by sailors all across the vast, while the blue is meant to signal other members of the Azure Empire. The ship then begins signaling a message from its upper and lower semaphore stations, mechanized flags flitting up and down, side to side. Um, most of the people of Dime turn to trained barkers, who quickly drop whatever they were doing and climb up on stools, tables, and crates to relay the message. Seasoned sailors such as yourselves, uh, and many others, I'm sure, can interpret it themselves, mumbling the message under their breath as they go. I won't read this in Yazoo's voice, even though it is a message from Yazoo, because I can't do that anymore. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, pic picture, picture Barker is saying this, picture uh, sailors muttering it under their breath um, as we kind of cut between the crowds and the, and the people. 
Residents of the Protectorate of Dime, please give your full attention to this message delivered on behalf of the Azure Empress. Azure Fleet observations indicate a sinister nation is attempting to annul the sovereignty of Protectorate Landbergs by forcefully incorporating them into its landmass. We do not say this to alarm you, but to caution you, as an agent of this enemy state called the Reverent Assemblage is already at work on Dime and attempting to evade capture. Uh, gaffs and curses emerge from the crowds as we cut to a close-up of Aikido Morgan. Uh, his gaze shoots back toward the alleyway on the side of the Delver's Delight in time to see a trio of PA officers emerging on shaky legs. Uh, he grimaces and looks back toward the semaphore flags. To preserve the safety of Dime and other Fulmer Ward protectorates, no ship will be permitted to dock at or embark from Dime until the enemy agent is apprehended. If you have any information about their whereabouts, please tell your local PA customs officer. The sooner they're found, the sooner business can go back to normal. Thank you for your cooperation. And over a barker's shoulder, we see Chalice without want, still seated at Auntie Gina's soup stand. Uh, Chalice is nearly sunken into their second bowl of soup, and their golden eyes remain fixed on a cube of sweet potato as they begin to blink away anxious tears. Shouts emerge from crowds around the market, and it sounds like many are just as angered by the lockdown as they are frightened by the presence of an enemy infiltrator. Auntie Gina squints at Chalice from behind her simmering pot. What do you do? Well, I would have been uh, leading us. I would have, as soon as we're out of earshot from the prison barge, and I, I expect that happened fairly quickly because they took off, I would have yep. said, uh, Captain, you know, we've... Uh, I hope you're not all tuckered out because we've got a, a hot date waiting for us at Auntie Gina's soup shop. <laughs> well, I think we're all a bit tuckered out after that experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but nothing a nice hot bowl of soup won't fix. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to tell you, this date won't wait for long. Uh, and yeah, I think we could probably go from Auntie Gina looking down at you uh, if you were moving this whole time or Auntie Gina looking down at uh, at Chalice to kind of looking up and seeing the, the four of you uh, approaching. Are you going to part ways with the Union of Landbergs folks here? Are you going to like meet up with them later? Are you going to tell them to follow along? I well, had not thought that far ahead. Well, just knew that Chalice Without Want was waiting at the soup shop. <laughs> um, one of them works at the... Oh, Delver's the Delight. Delver's Delight, right? Yeah, Fuller Sunshine. Fuller. Um, I would kind of hushedly tell them to uh, make scarce and that we would touch up with... Uh, Fuller, if we need to get a hold of them. Yeah, I think if Fuller or nod and say like, yeah, we'll. Uh, or let's see. I think Fuller. I think Fuller is an older grand them. Uh, they're uh, contrary to their name. They're extremely ornery, but in a way that everybody kind of likes. Uh, you know, they. They're they, a curmudgeon. Yeah, they're a likable curmudgeon. Uh, and they just, uh, kind of, you know, look at you and they're like, all right, we'll, uh, head on back to the delight. We'll have the room ready. I would probably find a different room. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, we got an old cellar. We got an old cellar down there. 
and they actually look they say that part way too loud and then they lower their voice because they're used to speaking way too loud because their <laughs> hearing's not so good uh and they're like we got an old cellar meet us there okay <laughs> um and they'll uh yeah they'll they'll depart and you can head over to Auntie Gina's. Um, I think Auntie Gina is still kind of giving Chalice that that odd look um, as you kind of make your way through the restless crowds, um, and you head up to the soup shop. Uh, when Quell enters, is Chalice there? Yeah, Chalice is still seated at the little. I picture it like a, you know, like a ramen shop, like the little ramen stalls with the little like overhang over the top. But instead of having ramen, they have like really weird but good soup. Yeah, with the, just the little front bench that you sit at. And... Exactly. <laughs> so when Quell comes in and sees Chalice disguised, right? Because yep. Quell made sure to to help disguise Chalice. Um well, would immediately, you know, like smile and nod a greeting. You raise a hand to Auntie Gina. Say, Auntie Gina, ah, oh, so good to see you again. You know, I sent my, uh, I sent. What is a good, maybe gender neutral term for like an auntie? <laughs> um, well, nibblings Entel? are your auntie. Is that what Entel? you said? Entel. I, think I like that's that. the word that's used. Perfect. Okay, cool. I sent my Entel this way to get a nice hearty bowl of soup. And here I see they're still there. You must have made something particularly delicious today. <laughs> what do you think Auntie Gita sounds like? You kind of made this character. Uh, I want to hear you do a Fran Drescher voice. <laughs> 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 I think like an, like like modern Fran Drescher, not like like what Fran Drescher sounds like now, not like nanny era Fran Drescher. I want to hear uh, UHF era Fran Drescher. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Uh, <laughs> okay, I think. I, I really pictured Auntie Gina is like a little older, but maybe this is like a new Auntie Gina. Maybe she Auntie Gina be, is like a title. <laughs> she might be older and there might be multiple Auntie Ginas, but, you know, Auntie Gina will always sound like Fran Drescher. <laughs> Auntie Gina will look at you and say, uh, hey, Quill. <laughs> hey, your friend here didn't tell me you knew them. Oh, yeah. Oh, friend, no. You're, this sorry, is my Entel. Entel. Yeah. Right, family, yeah. family. And you know we stay by family. And I sent my family to get the best. And the best is your soup, of course. But you know what? Oh, Entel, Entel. And uh, Quell kind of cozies up next to Chalice and mm -hmm. uh, gently pulls the bowl out from in front of them. Entel, you know if you eat too much, too much uh, of any kind of soup, you get sick to your stomach. Oh, here, let me just, let me take that away from you. Hold on, hold on. You're going to get it all over your face. And uh, <laughs> Quell turns Chalice toward her and uh, begins to wipe their face, uh, but not mm -hmm. the dirt, just their mouth, like dabbing it. Right. It's like, oh, what am I going to do with you, Entel? Oh. <laughs> uh, that's what family's for, right? <laughs> you said Fran Drescher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, of course. You know, there's always going to be some time when someone's going to be changing my diapers. So, you know, it's what you got to do. You know, I I thought you were uh, one of those urchins running around here. You know, they uh, don't tend to be big on family. Well, family's what you make of it. Oh, I see. Say no more. Say no more. I feel like I might be going a little bit closer to, like, uh, what's-her-face from Ghostbusters. Um, <laughs> but it's okay. We're just going to roll with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, make it your own. Make it your yeah. own. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. So thank you so much, Auntie Gina, for taking such good care of my uncle. And I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to see my little auntie out before there is a problem. You get what I mean, right? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I didn't catch mm-hmm. all that uh, that that bark, but uh, yeah, seems like people are getting a little uneasy. Mm-hmm. Might want to get old Enti home before things get any worse. Enti, oh, Enti sometimes gets so stiff. Oh, we got to move so slow. I want to make sure we're in a safe location before things get real bad. Yeah, well, you make sure you keep an eye out for... Uh, Oh, what'd they say, that <laughs> enemy agent? Mm, right, right. I'm just so glad that my auntie was able to make it here before they shut everything down. Could you imagine what it would be like if I couldn't have family in a trying time like this? <laughs> um, just be terrible, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Us aunties got to stick together. <laughs> right. Aunties, aunties. So I'm going to go ahead and you know what? Because you've been so kind, I'm going to keep my eye out for an extra nice piece of red something. A little red something something. Uh, you always knew the way to my heart, Quill. <laughs> you got it. And you know I'm one of the best of them when it comes to junk picking. Mm-hmm. So Quell kind of nods her head and is like gestures Captain to like mm-hmm. make sure that Captain is also kind of helping surround our Entel, right? Hey, Captain, you mean Augustine, right? Yes. Not, not the, not the <laughs> not... Uh, mon- desiccated frog that you can learn more about on ma- twitch.tv slash major. Um, oh, no. <laughs> okay, good. No, no. I meant our Captain Augustine. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be, you know, sticking close, just making sure that we're not gathering too much attention. Okay. I think to get, uh, assuming you're taking Chalice back to the cellar, uh, you're going to need to make a roll of some kind to get them through the streets with without, because uh, you know your disguise is decent for having whipped it up in like two minutes, <laughs> but this is still a stranger. They're kind of odd looking. You know, you don't see many people with golden eyes around here. Um, their their way of dress underneath their like canvas bag their burlap bag that you gave them a little unusual for a skirt (laughs) (laughs) uh chances are unless you come up with something totally out there it'll be a controlled or standard role i'm not gonna like give you desperate on this uh don't worry downtime is coming i know you're high on stress but um all right uh as we leave the the soup shop you know gadget grabs quell by the the arm and kind of pulls her off to the side and kind of like very urgently whispers to Quill, are you sure this is a good idea? Now, no, no, don't get me wrong. I'm all, if if you need somebody to 
get you off the grid. I am your girl. But do we really want to trust somebody who's clearly part of the Assemblinati? Do we really put a, our yeah. trust in this person? You know I think what? Chalice is about to say like assemble not, but then they like, <laughs> realizing that they really should not respond to any of this. You know what, Gadget? It's an idea. I never promised it would be a good one. Myriad pops <sighs> in. It's like fair point. <laughs> Finally, somebody with some intelligence around here, Myriad. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is that. If somebody scoops up my empty before we have a chance to talk with them, we're going to be left more in the dark than we started. <sighs> I like having more knowledge, not less. Uh, I don't like this. I'll trust you. All right. So we are, we are now ushering our empty along. <laughs> hmm. Okay. So how are, how are you doing it? What approach are you taking? And anybody can do this. It doesn't have to be Quell. I mean, I am good at skulking. I was just going to ask, is this going to be a team, a group action, or is this going to be just a one person? Mm. Let me take Let me take a look at how much stress you all have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some, some of you could certainly spare it and i think it makes sense that this would be a, a group action of some kind but um if neither augustine or quell want to lead it i would understand why <laughs> there's a lot of stress a lot of it on the other hand if you stress out and you take trauma hey you know next next time all that stress is just gone <laughs> instantly Okay, what gives me stress? If you lead a team uh, effort, you take stress minus the highest roll, correct? Mm, if you lead a team action, then everybody rolls. Uh, same setting, mm -hmm. and, uh, same position and effect. Uh, you use the highest result, uh, but whoever's leading takes stress for everybody who got a one through three result. Okay, that's what it was. So one point of stress for stress. every failure. Yeah. Yeah. So the most, assuming you succeed, the most you could get on it is um, three stress because there's four of you acting. I can lead this. I could imagine gadgets kind of like studying the the areas, um, looking where there's you know the announcers shouting these um, these warnings out in town and trying to avoid them as much as possible. Um, she's definitely a person who knows how to stay off the grid um, <laughs> and know how to avoid larger crowds when necessary. Okay. Uh, that sounds good. So are you all sculpting then? Yes. <laughs> okay. I would this say it's either that be... or making a distraction. <laughs> yeah. You just you still have a gambit. I'll remind you that gambits go away. Or rather, gambits, gambits refresh to their default value. Uh, anybody who has zero in it should, would probably yeah. have first dibs. That's me. Yep, that's so me. This... Oh, this is great. This is an excellent plan. <laughs> I think this is going to be a risky standard because you're um, if you're actually sneaking, then you know people could see you, and if they see you like being being sneaky, mm -hmm. like the whole group of you, then people might talk. Um, but standard effect. 
I'll let uh, Gadget have the gambit since they're leading. No, you can take you. Uh, you can. Okay. It's fine. All right. <laughs> oh, so uh, Gadget rolls a six and a two, but she has a zero, so she takes the two. Oh man, that's <laughs> right. Oh no, Augusta oh. two. Wait, I thought. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, so it's risky. What? Risky, risky standard. Holy moly, that's BS. Good, good thing Whoa. I got stressed. <laughs> uh, uh, so it's all Myriad. on. It's hey. all on all right, Myriad gets a six, but also a four, and they have zero dice, so we use the four. Yay! Uh, Yay! So Myriad, you'll take three stress for the failures, uh, and we'll use the partial success there. So on a risky, you do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm, a complication occurs, you have reduced effect, you end up in a desperate position. So what happens here is that there's going to be a consequence, uh, and I'm going to say that um, you you make it. There's a few close calls, um, but there's it's enough that people don't necessarily suspect you specifically, but people get the idea, word starts spreading that there's folks skulking around. Um, so I'm going to start a new clock called um uh the crowds boil over mm-hmm. uh, it's a dime. six clock <laughs> <laughs> in dime there is always someone skulking around i mean <laughs> come on but they did just try to make everybody really paranoid about there being an enemy that, agent in their midst. Mm-hmm. that is true if they can't control with love they will control with fear yep uh so two ticks on the crowds boil over I think you could, you could try to resist that if you want. I think I think any of you could do it because you are all involved. You don't have to. No, I think narratively that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Uh, so you could make it to the cellar then with, a, like I said, a few close calls. Um, uh, Quail, you probably lead the way down there because you're the only one who actually saw the cellar. Uh, and waiting for you there is... Uh, Fuller Sunshine and Slice, I think the others have all kind of, you know, they've gone back to their respective ships, even if they can't take off yet, just to, like, you know, shake things off, uh, get a little rest. Once we get down there, Quell's going to say, well, it is a damn good thing we got out of that kitchen because the heat is up. It is way up, Mm -hmm. if you haven't noticed. I think Slice will probably pipe up and say, uh, do, do you have them? Do you ha- oh, thank God. Or thank Slice says, oh, thank goodness. Uh, and um, stands up and, uh, you know, walks over to Chalice and, you know, asks, asks them if they're all right, um, if anybody seemed to suspect anything. And then uh, Chalice just shakes their head and says, no, they, they got me here. Okay, I think. Um, uh, did you hear the announcement? Um, we're a very nervous voice, um, and Slice and Fuller both kind of nod gravely. Well, now that I've taken care of our new friend, I think that perhaps y'all can explain what's going on here. Uh, and Slice will say, yeah, yeah, that's, that's fair. Uh, well... You might or might not have heard of the Union of Landbergs, right? It's a organization that's trying to look out for the interests of the Landbergs themselves, not just the fleet, hoping that we can 
look out for each other and establish a system where we can maybe one day have a better uh and they kind of think about this for a second second bargaining agreement with the azure empire um sure they say they protect us oh and the big big air quotes around that but do they really look out for our interests no nobody thinks that if we if the landbergs can unite and start looking out for for themselves and for each other and not let the Azure Empire divide us anymore, it could be the start of something. That's what we're working toward. Uh, and then they kind of gesture towards Chalice. They're here as an envoy because the Reverend Assemblage is, well, tell them Chalice. And Chalice like starts kind of wiping some of the dirt off their face. And they're like, <laughs> yes, the, the Reverend Assemblage would like to offer any support it can to the union of landbergs we we feel that the division promoted by the azure empire is is very unfortunate and we would we would love to see the landbergs and their assemblage united in peace and friendship that's a whole lot of pretty talk but what's in it for you well not you but as in the reverent assemblage why would they back this small faction as i said before you know our, our union is inevitable so we may as well be friends before it happens quell makes a face <laughs> not at the idea of being friends but at this whole idea of the union being inevitable i mean mm -hmm. and quell says you know for uh, supporting a group that really wants the uh, independence of the landbergs and more bargaining power for the landbergs you sure are talking a whole lot about us being subverted under a new master. Oh, no, no, no subversion. Once you're part of the assemblage, you'd still have your own sovereignty. You'd have a seat in our Senate. You know, that's this has been happening for, for decades, maybe centuries. I don't think Quell has any idea what the hell a Senate is. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> you would be represented. That is what we want. We want representation we want unity and well we they taught us in classes that we've made many attempts to reach out to your your empire their empire sorry it's i know they don't represent you and they've done nothing but thwart us they've sunk our, our the ships we've sent out on rivers they've they've done everything they can to keep us contained so we're trying other avenues Quell just stops and looks at her other crewmates because this is a whole lot of information. Myriad doesn't understand how the Landbergs are going to be like united into the Reverent Assemblage. Like it doesn't make sense as a concept. <laughs> do you do you say that to Chalice? Um. Myriad attempts to say something like that, but it probably doesn't actually, like, make sense. <laughs> uh, and I think Chalice kind of just, like, like kind of fixes you in their gaze for a while and, like, nods and says, like, oh, yes, I, I understand why it would be strange to comprehend for you, but it's just the way of things that we're coming together. I don't 
personally know why it's happening either. Just that it's the way it's meant to be. You know, our, our I'm trying to think of how, how they'd frame this. Our, our faith tells us to pull together, not scatter apart. But our faith also tells us to, to respect those who, you know, aren't part of us yet. And Slice, Slice speaks up again as like, and they have resources. They have a lot of resources. If we want any ch chance of standing, um, of standing a true th threat of holding our own against the Azure Empire, we need them on our side. Well, I don't really see why we have to do anything but sit and wait if it's inevitable that we will all somehow be unified. Well, we can sit and wait, but if we sit and wait and don't help our friend here, then are we making an enemy? Well, I certainly hope not. Not after uh, all that delicious soup. Well, I don't <laughs> think soup is going to remedy the situation at hand here for Chalice. Uh, and Fuller, Fuller speaks up and says like, Oh, yeah, no. No, we understand. Not everybody's so politically minded. But don't worry, you've helped us out. You'll get some payment. And if you keep helping us out, and they, uh, they, they kind of elbow a slice at this, I'm sure there's even more coin in there for you. Look, it's not about the coin, which I feel incredibly strange saying. <laughs> this is not about this is not about payment. And frankly, I'm not even necessarily advocating that we sit on our hands and do nothing because that seems like a great way to wind up in somebody's net. I'm just saying if we're being told here that we're all going to be unified and we're being unified into this assemblage that has massive resources, what are they getting out of coming here and connecting with us? They're going to get us joining up with them, in the, in, you know, inevitably in the first place. And then they're going to have a whole lot more than we do when we finally do connect with them. If you talk with people who you know are going to be joining, no matter what the choice, then you can make friends with them beforehand. And sure. if you have friends joining rather than enemies, it's better for them. Well, of course. I mean, so they want our friendship. But I often find that friends like these want something in return. So what do you want? They want allies against the Empire. Uh, I, wouldn't, I won't dispute that. We've tried to, you know, we've tried to reach out. We've tried to explore more of the secrets of the world around, uh, of the world uh, beyond the assemblage, but, uh, the Empire has done everything it can, and it, it can, as I said, to, to keep us contained. You saw the blockade out there. They're trying to stop people from getting in. They're trying to stop people from getting out. Well, sure. And I, I'm no friend of the uh, Protectorate Affairs or the Azure Empire. Certainly not. But I am just sitting here thinking, my goodness, if you're pulling or something is pulling everybody's home into this big mass eventually you're going to get all the homes of the of the azure empire too and it certainly sounds like you have the uh the resources needed to take care of any little problems or tiffs you may be having with them so while i get that you want us to be on your side and you're looking for friends and i think friends are handy 
I'm also wondering how the Azure Empire is holding you locked down if you really have the people and the resources that you say you do. Well, the Azure Empire doesn't live on land. No, but they all come from somewhere. I mean, not all of them are born on boats. <laughs> no. And I, th uh, I think Chalice at that will, will think for a moment and say, well, for starters, we don't have your ships. And Quell looks... Remember? The, any any uh, core, what are they called again? Lift cores. Uh, lift cores that get near that landmass, they just don't function. They don't work anywhere on there? No, not that we've seen. There have been some unfortunate crashes, but, you know, we've tended to the, we've tended to the people who arrived. Uh, and we don't, you have, you have, artifacts out here that you can find artifacts from from before you know you can you can travel freely and you can find them that's it's contributed to some really remarkable things um but by the time things end up you know sometimes when things end up uh joining us it might be hundreds of feet below ground so you need friends out here to get you artifacts out here and get them to you in there. Well, I think that would certainly be a benefit of the arrangement, but that's not the end goal. And I'll be honest, you seem like you've got a, a head for politics. I'm just an envoy. I'm, I'm just here to spread the word. I would love to take you back to the assemblage and let you speak to one of our senators. Quell just looks mildly baffled and kind of suspicious about this whole thing, particularly in the discussion about lift cores not working and there not being any ships, because that is just so alien to her understanding of the world, having lived in Dime, where ships are constantly coming and going. It's yep. like, what, what do you mean there are no ships? What do you mean? Like, how do you get around? Like, where are you going? <laughs> so... Oh, it was it wasn't easy to get me here. I'll tell you that much. Thankfully, Slice has helped carry me, has uh, helped fly, ferry me for around for a while. <laughs> Thank you, Slice. Um, Gadget, what are you? Not okay with this. I don't know how she indoctrinated Slice, <laughs> they... but <laughs> this is not the Slice that I knew and grew up with. It's, I think if Slice might kind of detect your discomfort there and be like, listen. It kind of take might even like take you aside a little bit and just you know just kind of speak quietly under your breath mm -hmm. as um, as Quell and Chalice are having this conversation. Listen, Gadget, I know it sounds like a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot, mm -hmm. but the Yunji to Landbergs, we've been trying to get this thing going for decades. You know, resistance attempts have been trying to form for decades. You remember, like the uh, the last time it happened. Azimuth Distribution, the big trade group, their best move, their best move was to starve everyone for years just to get some ounce of power and show that they, you know, had a bargaining chip with the Empire. We don't want to do that again. We don't think we could do that again. They're too cozy. The power that we have to make some kind of change is there. And they gesture towards Chalice. Uh, there's there's a lot of head shaking happening mm -hmm. right now. Gadget's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like mm, no, mm, no, no. 
I, I, I get it. I get it. You don't want to be involved, but like, what would you do? Well, we have friends here. And I don't know how this will leave off tomorrow. But for now, you need to lie low. And we need to find a way up off dime. And that I can agree with. Okay. I couldn't ask anything else of you. Quell is nodding because that is right where her mind is at this point. She's like, yes, Gadget. <laughs> like, immediate priorities are to ensure friends are okay and that we can get the hell off this Landberg. All right. So um, I think we can move from there into payoff. Let's see. Uh, I think the Union of Landbergs, their coffers aren't uh, super rich, but they will offer you, they'll they'll award you hmm, probably five cred for, for helping them out like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, you kind of get uh, from the conversation that Slice and um, Slice and Fuller probably weren't overly concerned about being captured themselves. They figured if they were captured, you know, they might spend some time in the flotilla. There'd be some interrogations. Eventually, you know, they probably wouldn't have enough solid stuff on them to keep them to keep them um, apprehended for long, especially because they're both, you know, prominent members of their community. But the really important part was keeping Chalice out of the spotlight, um, and you helped a lot with that. So I'll give you five cred for that. Uh, or now we do Heat. Let's see. So two heat is smooth and quiet. There's two heat is contained standard exposure. You started a fight in the <laughs> bar. Um, but you, I mean, you didn't actually take anybody out. And then, you know, once after the fight got started, you kind of like just went along with it. Um, you did kind of clobber a lot of guards. You didn't kill anybody. So I think I'm going to say three heat. Um, add three heat. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You're still at one at level zero. And Fulmer. And your entanglements. Let's see. You're at one at zero. I don't know if this will manifest, manifest right away. A six. Ooh, roll on one at level one. <laughs> Which is worse. Uh <laughs> Oh, roll on wanted level two. (laughs) 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 Collectors. Ooh, that sounds interesting. (laughs) A collection agency claims part of your ship. Pay them two cred, give them the components, remove a ship module, or make them leave another way. Oh, wow. Huh. I'll have to keep that one in my back pocket. (laughs) I don't think that's going to manifest right away. Purple's coming back. Yep, something like that. And now I will say that uh, Yazoo clearly did not keep her word. Uh, she is reporting back. Oh. And that... Uh, <laughs> Quell was right. Quell was right. Quell is suspicious for a reason. It's because Quell has learned here on Dime that nothing is done for free and the offer <laughs> of friendship always comes with strings attached. Always. I mean, Augustine, if you'd come with them, then, you know, you wouldn't be in trouble right now. No, uh, I, I would be selling them, selling them out. 
and that's going to drop you down to minus three with Protector and Affairs, which is at war. Now, the main thing with that war is you only get one free downtime activity. I was going to say, maybe if our... Uh... Charming Captain can sweet-talk some people in Protectorate Affairs. We can fix that eventually. Yeah, I think there there would be any number of ways to get rid of this. And I think it also dovetails nicely with the fact that the entire Landberg is locked down. Lots of people are suspicious. Lots of people are angry. So just the fact that, you know, your downtime activities would probably be slightly more constrained than usual makes sense. Well, I mean, there might be one way out. Like what? I can I can think of several, but I want to hear what you think. Yeah. <laughs> well, Quell would just be thinking like, okay, they've got all our docks locked down, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a river that runs right through this landberg. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, but <laughs> but it's but dangerous. To, yeah, you have to have the right vehicle to traverse it. You could make it happen. Probably be an acquire asset roll or something to get some waterproofing for the beluga. <laughs> it is named after a whale. It should be able to float. <laughs> I, well, and I do get the free downtime activity. So while we lose one, I still get my free one for acquiring assets or laying low. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should note though, before we decide on that course of action, that there are some pretty significant rumors that no one who goes in has ever truly made it out. But we might be feeling lucky. You know what? I, we, we're technically married to the purples. <laughs> so, you know... By the transitive property, we are related to the purples, and the purples are like masters of skyship uh, piloting. So we're fine. We should be able to do this. I mean, you're engaged, so I'd say you're like journeyman of skyship piloting. <laughs> I mean, if, if, if Myriad brings this up, like, Quell is just going to be immediately thinking, like, some of us are engaged. Some of us may already be purples. So sure, <laughs> let's go with that argument. You're right. You are absolutely a master of the skyship. We should be fine. <laughs> I, uh, Augusta will also say, you can leave the, the driving to me. <laughs> Wait um, a second. I can drive perfectly well. <laughs> You can resist the consequences of driving perfectly well. <laughs> that God, was their... who's driving the beluga? Yeah. Throw back to episode one when we determined who should be at the helm based on like, well, if something goes wrong, you'll probably have the best role. <laughs> yep. I mean, the ship is basically probably already waterproof, right? <laughs> right? No. <laughs> no. it isn't the beluga an amphibious vehicle no. i really feel like no. it should be i think it would <laughs> be awesome if it, was a, if it was an amphibious vehicle but making it permanently amphibious would be a long-term project just making it amphibious enough to get through that river would probably be an acquire asset 
I'm also going to note that if anybody could make our vehicle permanently amphibious, it would be Gadget. Totally. totally. That sounds like a great long-term project for Gadget. I mean, Gadget can make a computer out of, like, duct tape and... <laughs> Paper clips. Well, I, I, do want, yeah. I do want to also see wheels on it so that we can take it on land. <laughs> yeah. But, but, I mean, it's water. It's water. And a cave? I don't know. I mean, caves generally mean not a whole lot of light. Does the beluga have headlights? We have moss. <laughs> Does the beluga have head moss? <laughs> I think the beluga probably has running lights. Um, not like super powerful <laughs> ones, but you know, if you squint, you might be able to make it out. We'll be fine. Yeah. We'll be okay. There's also the matter of sneaking the beluga off of the docks into the caves. Well, to do that, you just need a sufficient uh, distraction. Yeah. And if you're flying low to the ground, you know, you'd probably, you know, I'm not saying that there wouldn't be a role involved. I'm just saying that it would <laughs> certainly be feasible. They're really, what they're do, what they're trying to do, and I think you can look up and see this, that the, the jail barge has joined in this, is they're circling the Landberg itself. I think the jail barge is probably mostly staying over the actual market town of Dime. Uh, the other two ships are kind of circling more to make sure that people aren't sneaking out other ways. You know, another really important thing to note is they said no one could come into Dime or embark from Dime, but they didn't say that we couldn't go travel around Dime. Yeah, that's true. As long as it doesn't look like you're, you know, trying to take off, they might they might buzz you and like flag at you to like like, hey, you know, nobody's allowed to leave the island, but you're Landberg. But then you could always, you know, respond with like, oh, no, no, we're just uh, we're just finding a new parking spot. <laughs> Meter ran out. We are here. There is a very strong presence of the Junk Pickers Guild here. And there is a great expanse of waste filled with junk. We could totally be doing a job, air quotes, where we are assisting the Junkers Guild in doing some picking. And we happen to have this handy modification to our ship that allows us to travel the wastes with our tools um, in a much more efficient way. They can't fault us for trying to make a little money while we're stuck here on a landberg. I mean, they just took away our bread and butter. That's a compelling argument. Also, our ship has smuggling compartments. And if we want to try to get Chalice off this Landberg, we may be the best bet. Fair point. We can just stick Chalice in the smuggling compartment. I've been in there. It's a tight fit, but it works. <laughs> I do my best reading in there. <laughs> Ch Chalice doesn't have that same urchin flexibility that you do. But uh, yeah, they might be able to pull it off. That'll be fine. They also might not be quite as comfortable with incredibly enclosed spaces as you were, having you know, spending half your time crawling through caves and stuff. We're seriously uh, bringing her on board our ship. Them, there they them. Sorry, I might have messed that up a few times myself. I, I mean, honestly, at this point, you know, the these these rebels here may have brought them in, but I don't think they're going to be able to get them out. They're going to be heavily scrutinizing any any ships that leave. We, we can't call them the rebels, legally speaking, because then it would be the rebels versus the Empire. And, oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> just, just, okay. just steer real clear of that. Uh, <laughs> any similarities is a pure uh, coincidence. They are legally distinct entities. 
<laughs> these these brave revolutionaries. Can we call them revolutionaries? Partisans, uh, rebel rousers. Uh, you know, uh, we're gonna have to have collaborators a whole list of, or of clear terms, like terms right. that are okay. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Because now I'm not allowed to use rebels or calamity. <laughs> we're just going to keep coming up with them. <laughs> we keep racking them up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so are you not like saying outright right now that like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll get Chalice off the Landberg for you or just thinking like, if it works out, then maybe we'll throw that in and we'll try not to t- let Gadget know. <laughs> just, sneak, uh, just sneak Chalice on. Gadget's okay. Yeah, we don't want to be stuck here, so we're going to start figuring out a way for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I figure at this point, we've essentially become co-conspirators, I mean, against maybe some of our better judgments. Yeah, he's a, already knows. Well, and I think uh, Slice will probably say, um, well, I don't know where you're headed, but if you could get Chalice to another Landberg to help you know, spread the word, we'd... Uh, We'd obviously reimburse you for the trouble, uh, and not just spread the word, but not be, you know, captured. Well, we know our way to some backwater landbergs that uh, the Empire probably won't bother with. Perfect, perfect. E- even if you just get them out of the way, then you know we could we could send a pickup. But um, do you have an idea where you'd head in a situation like this? Um, there's you've got a couple of home landbergs uh, that we haven't visited yet that you have some ties to. Uh, Arbalan and uh, Subita. Uh, or you could try to head back to Gypsum Heights, or you could head to a Landberg we haven't talked about yet. I would stay away from a place as big and busy as Gypsum Heights. Can can we see the map? Yeah. I know there's not a lot on there, but I'd preferably want to stay out of the Turn and the Fulmore Ward, so someplace in the Gull Ward. I would say that Arbalan would be uh, an interesting choice because there is only one dock. So there's only one place to dock a skyship. So (laughs) there's one way in, one way out. And if we get trapped in there, then we're trapped in there. Um, It's, there's, you get stuck. Augustine uh, still needs to come up with a landberg, so maybe... This is an opportunity for me to throw something out there. Uh, it's not like we're going to be... This, I'd, I'd be surprised if we escape in this this run. The Isle of Herbs and Spices. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, this, this Landberg is just called Kentucky. We're not sure why. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, we can... There, there are more Landbergs than what we have written down here. This is just what came in as part of our backstory, uh, as part of all of our you know respective backstories. But there's more spots on the map. Um, I should probably, I should probably just like put in some random splotches so that we can like name them later. That might be helpful. But yeah, if you wanted to go to Arbalon, that's in the Gull Ward. You don't have any heat there. Uh, I think if you mention that to Slice, then um, the Slice would nod and be like, yeah, yeah, we don't. Um, that we have some UOL UOL cells out there, but um, as far as I know, they haven't made any contact with the with the assemblage yet. That would that would be perfect. Yeah, I, I would mention the call ward, not necessarily knowing where we would want to go or wanting to divulge that information, 
because the less people that know, the better. All right. You can't lay low and reduce heat in a ward you're in. That's true. Uh, and the base game, Scum and Villainy, has three systems as well. So it's not like I'm, I'm clamping on you any more than the, the base game does. Admittedly, it has more planets than we have Landbergs because they aren't just thinking of them as they go. Um, yeah. So we have a... It sounds like you have a rough idea of what you want to do. Uh, a rough idea of a destination. Uh, obviously, those things can change. Before we go anywhere, though, Quell is going to need to make sure that uh, we're going to have some safe passage, at least through the realm of the Mother of Many. Mm. Okay. Because uh, Quell is definitely not ready to endanger that relationship, and Quell also knows that the Mother of Many could mess us up. So, um, and before we go too far, um, we got five credits. Everyone plus the ship mark one, mm-hmm. just spread them equally. Sounds good. So, would you like to do that to kind of check in with the mother of many before uh, you do your downtime, Quell, or would you like to do that after or as part of it? Um. Well, I mean. Quell would really like to take Chalice and introduce them to the Mother of Many because um, the Mother of Many knows Quell, but mm-hmm. Chalice is a whole new type. Mm-hmm. Probably can't say new type. A whole, <laughs> a whole. Now different we got bag. Bandai coming after us. <laughs> uh, so uh, Quell really has no idea how the mother of many or any spirits would react to to someone from the reverent assemblage. I mean, if they don't have lift cores that work there, we have no idea how else they're different. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, we could cut to that. Um, do you think Quell still remembers the way by heart or do you have to like wait for an urchin to start, you know, to like think they're being so sneaky as they kind of make their way down through the little cave system? I think once you've become part of the mother's brood, you always know your way. 